0: we And Welcome to another episode of The List. Hopefully, everybody has gotten a chance to detox, get back into a bit of a positive mindset. But as always, my name is Brett. On the other end of the tin cannon string, returning from vacation, still a little bit on the the IR right now, but Jordan is back. No, Jordan, you aren't feeling the greatest, but how's it hanging in there today?
1: Uh, Well, first of all, uh, it's great to be back. Happy New Year uh, to everybody uh, in our community. Um I'm still a little shaken up from the last 2 weeks. Um both of the traveling, um the spending quality time with my family and uh from watching the dolphins, but I- I'm glad to be back. Um and glad to be able to talk about a playoff game.
0: Yep. Yep, like I said, we've said everything needs to be said about the game last week. Long story short, it sucked. Time to move on. We are still playing this weekend. Probably going to be the one of the top five uh, coldest playoff games in NFL history, which sucks, but we will get around that. But before we get into the Dolphins game, Jordan, it is known as Black Monday, the first Monday after the uh, final week of the regular season. But it was actually Tuesday and Wednesday where moves started happening. This morning, today is, th- well, I guess it was Thursday too, because I don't know if it was. Uh, Thursday morning, Wednesday night, whenever, but it was announced Bill Belichick is leaving New England. Um Safe to say, I think this is where Mike Vrabel's going, right?
1: Uh yeah, Mike Vrabel definitely makes the most sense. Um, and that would be a reason why he um wanted that mutual break from the Titans. Um I think it's definitely gonna be a guy that understands um kind of the Patriot way. Um uh Gerard Mayo uh, has wanted that job was kind of Sort of being groomed for that job, um, but seemed to have rubbed a bunch of people the wrong way in the organization this year, um, as we've spoken about. Um, and then Shane Waldron's another guy that um, people are—some people are high on, some people are low on—out um, there in Seattle, um, who I'm sure we'll talk about here momentarily. Um, but it looks like Mike Vrabel um, should be the next head coach of the Patriots, um, and I think as far as replacing Belichick, uh, that's a home run higher. You get a guy who understands the Patriots you get a guy who's beloved in new England and you get a guy with head coaching experience. Uh, that's, that's a a very, very good hire. if That's the direction the Patriots go.
0: And he got away from the Belichick tree. So he has, he's not going to do this, the things the same way Belichick did, which I think new England does have to get away from. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. But as you mentioned, the other surprising thing that came out was Pete Carroll is moving to the front office of Seattle. Uh, came out of nowhere. I'm like working under the theory he was planning to retire last year, but Seattle vastly overachieved, so he came back for one more year. Um, again, I think this is easy. I think this is where Dan Quinn goes. He was the defensive coordinator during their Super Bowl runs, so that's where I think they're going to go with this.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and one thing, just going back to the Patriots, because I think Dan Quinn, there's not much to talk about. Um, he's been open about wanting that job eventually. Um, they want him. It's a it's a perfect fit. Um, that's even more of a perfect fit to me than Vrabel in New England. Um, but do you think Vrabel uh, keeps Steve Belichick around?
0: Is that his name, Steve Belichick? Steve. Yep, Steve Belichick. Name? I believe so. Yeah, I think he will because I think he was still. A, I think he was still there when Vrabel was a player, just a lot obviously a lot younger. But I think he. I think he will. Um, that whole situation is weird because both the owners for the Titans and. Uh, Robert Kraft came out and they said they just felt it was too weird to do a trade Um, which makes me think there's some type of uh, violation going on there because it just seems weird to openly talk about having a trade in mind but thinking it was too complicated
1: Um, so I guess they are allowed to talk about trades so I don't know if that's technically a violation because the owners were openly talking about it And it seems like all parties involved, and it's one of those weird things uh, where I think the Titans ownership, the Patriots ownership, Vrabel, Belichick, you want to span this out to the new rumor we hear, uh, which is that Arthur Blank is very interested in bringing Bill Belichick to Atlanta. Um, It it seems like all parties involved are okay with everything that's going on. Um, So I don't think that this is an instance where the league needs to step in or look into it. Um, because there's nobody really being wronged here, um, other than if you think Arthur Smith was wronged. Or Gerard Mayo.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of tough to show. Or but, uh,
1: Brian Flores.
0: Well, maybe Flores will have another lawsuit come out of this. Who knows? But he is one of the favorites as well for the job. But I think it's definitely going to be variable up in New England. Oh, and that would be
1: fun. Could you imagine Brian Flores getting the Patriots job? Oh, that would be so much fun.
0: It would be amusing. Um, And real quick, because Zach and I kind of talked about, now that we have all these openings, how would you rank the uh, NFL openings? Uh, Because I'll be honest, I am a lot higher in the Panthers' job than most people are, but that's because I am a big fan of Bryce Young. And I think uh, Scott Federer, I believe his name is, who I did put on the list for how he built the team around Bryce Young, him being gone, having Bryce Young, and a new GM, I think that looks a lot more attractive, even without the first-round pick this year.
1: Um, so what, there are seven openings right now, Seattle, Carolina, Washington, the Chargers, the Patriots, the Falcons, Tennessee. Am I
0: missing any? Technically the Raiders, but I think they're going to keep Pierce.
1: Yeah, I think they keep Pierce, but I'll put them in there. Um, I, I think if I had to rank the jobs, um, I'd probably, and I think that this is going to surprise some people. I'd probably put the Falcons job number one. Um, just because I, I like the pieces they have offensively. Um I think if you're a coach looking at the jobs, um you you go into Atlanta and you can hand select your quarterback. Uh you have a relatively high pick that's going to have good weapons. Um and then you have the ability to add defensively. Um I think that the uh probably if I had to go number 2, um I'd probably say the Chargers job um just because if you're a coach like Harbaugh looking from the outside in, um, you have Justin Herbert there, who I, I, people say what they want about Herbert, but I think he's having the right coach away um, for making a huge jump. You have a lot of pieces offensively, and um, you have some good names on defense. Um, so they are a, a good coaching staff coming in um, away from cleaning that up. Then you look at the bit, the jobs, like the commander's job. Um, that's a terrible job just because they don't have much talent on their roster after they traded um, a lot of it away, but they have so much money, um, and cap room and the number two pick. Um, so I'm going to put the commander's job actually number three. Um, just simply because you come in, you have the number two pick. Uh, if there are rumors that Chicago might want to keep fields. Um, so you might get an opportunity to get Caleb Williams. Um, plus you have over a hundred million dollars, I believe in cap room, um, four, um, Out of the teams on this list, I'd probably say Seattle, um, just because I think Seattle's the closest to making the playoffs. Um, You'll have Pete Carroll there um, to kind of help shape the next coach and kind of build the bridge uh, to the next regime, um, which I think is helpful. And outside of Geno Smith, I think that if you take simply the quarterback position out, I think Seattle has one of the more talented young rosters in the league. Agree. Um. So I'll put them. I'll, I'll put them four. Um. For a lot of the same reasons outside of the quarterback position, I'll put Tennessee five. Um. Just because I really like Tajay Spears. Um. I think they have um some decent pieces in their secondary. Um. And they played hard down the stretch of that season. I um, And Tennessee's always a middle of the road team. Um. So I don't think they'll ever get too bad in this rebuild. Um. Personally, I'll put the Raiders six um just because they're in vegas it's a relatively big market um but i do think they keep antonio pierce and this is irrelevant here um i'll put the panthers next uh which will be six i guess out of my seven um because i think the panthers don't have a lot of assets so if you're coming in uh you're probably not going to be good in year one at all Um, You're probably going to be relatively terrible in year one. And I don't think David Tepper is the type of owner that I want to head into knowing that I'm going to be terrible year one. Um, And then last but not least is the Patriots job uh, because simply fuck the Patriots.
0: Well, I would also say with the Patriots, they don't have any assets. Like maybe, maybe you'd put a Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback as an asset. And uh, what's their safety's name?
1: Um, Kyle Duggar.
0: Yeah, Kyle Duggar as well. Outside of those two, I don't really think they have a lot of building blocks uh, on the offense or defense. So I don't think their cap's terrible, but it just feels like they just don't have any pieces. So Yeah, I,
1: d- I definitely don't think they have the ability. Um, it It's going to be an adjustment period for the Patriots, um, and I think the coach is going to come in there. Um, will need to feel like he has a lot of stability, um, which is why Vrabel would be probably the perfect guy for that job.
0: Yeah. And talking about the Panthers, I think it's going to be a similar situation to when we hired Flores where they're going to have to guarantee or give up a five-year deal to get someone. Uh, It sounds like a lot of people think they're going to go all in on Ben Johnson. Uh, Ben Johnson's going to have his choice of jobs. Everybody's
1: going to have a choice I think Ben Johnson really for him, and I have it written down here so I can run through relatively quickly um, on who I think is going to get each of these jobs. Um, But I think for Ben Johnson, it's going to come down to the Panthers and the commanders. Um, So for Ben Johnson, it's going to be, do you want to coach Bryce young or do you want to take a chance to coach either Caleb Williams or Drake may um, or even Jaden Daniels? Um, But just to run through this really quick, um, I think Seattle hires Dan Quinn. I think the commanders end up hiring Ben Johnson um, I think the Panthers, um, I will say will end up hiring Frank Smith. I think the charge, I think the chargers, uh, will end up hiring Harbaugh. I think the Patriots will hire Vrabel. I think the Falcons will somehow hire Belichick. Um, and then I think that the Tennessee Titans will hire Bobby Slowick.
0: Yep. And I think those are all basically what Vegas is projecting to, uh, as a Dolph as a Michigan fan, excuse me, I will say this, the rumors are, uh, for Harbaugh to go anywhere, he's going to want full autonomy. So if you get him in, he's he's picking the GM too, which will be interesting. Uh, so
1: I, I guess for that, are there any teams on this list that haven't fired their GM? Because if, if a GM is sitting in the room helping interview the coach and a coach comes in saying he wants a new GM, uh, I don't think the GM in place is yeah. going to like that very much.
0: No. The Chargers, the Panthers, the Patriots – and the Commanders are all looking for GMs as well. I think the Carolina just announced they were interviewing like 10 people. Um, the Commanders, that came out that they are down to their two finalists. Uh, one is the assist. I don't have the names in front of me. I know one is the assistant GM for San Francisco, and the other is the assistant GM for uh, Chicago, which I don't know why you would go for an assistant GM in Chicago, but I digress. Um, but everywhere else has their gm in place unless they decide unless oakland or vegas decides they don't want to go with pierce then they don't have a gm either so there are some possibilities
1: a name just throwing it out there that i could see the panthers hiring um and i know that you had brought this name up previously in previous episodes um it's actually brian callahan um i think i think for some reason and it's not for some reason it's because of the specifics of the job Um, that the Panthers are going to have to get a little creative with their hire um, and get somebody who really, really wants a head coaching job and somebody that's not being very selective about the head coaching job they get. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I don't mean somebody that's just looking for the first opportunity. But I think if you look at a guy like Brian Callahan, uh, if somebody's offering him a head coaching job, he's taking it. You look at a Kellen Moore. If somebody offers him a head coaching job, he's taking it. You look at a guy like Frank Smith, if somebody offers him a job, I think Frank Smith is going to be a little more selective because he knows come next year he's going to be what Ben Johnson is right now if he stays in Miami. If you look at a guy like Ben Johnson, he's going to be able to be very selective. You look at a guy like Vrabel, if you don't get the Patriots job, you can be selective and wait and even take a year off and be a top coaching candidate next year. Um, I, I think that the Panthers in order to, um, get their best case scenario, uh, they need to hire somebody that, that is going to just jump at the opportunity to be a head coach, which is why, like I said, Brian Callahan, um, and Kellen Moore make a lot of sense for that job.
0: Yeah, I think, and I actually believe Kellen Moore is the, uh, Vegas favorite right now. I think Callahan would make more sense because for them, I think you need to look at a, coordinator that has some track record working with a quarterback another name to throw out there that i think they are interviewing is uh the offensive coordinator down in tampa dave Canales, young guy but look what he did with baker mayfield this year you get yeah. someone who has that kind of history or even if it's a small track record get them in help them simplify things for bryce young i think i've mentioned it before but the athletic had an article come out a couple weeks ago And it just shows – now, granted, it is only one side. It just shows how much of a uh, mess Carolina was, how no one really had an idea of what to do, just different ideas on how to run the team, how to run the offense. So it was just a mess. So you just need someone who's going to say – basically what Mike McDaniel did for Tua, said, let's get back to basics. Let's work on what you're good at and improve from there.
1: And if you look – I mean, we, we talk about the Panthers don't have many weapons. Hubbard and Miles Sanders aren't horrible backs. Terrence Marshall and Jonathan Mingo and LaVisca Chenault are all young receivers still. Um Thielen had a really good year. You have Ikongu on the offensive line. You have Taylor Mountain on the offensive line. Um you have guys like Derek Brown, Brian Burns, Frankie Luvu, Gross Matos, Dion Jones, Dante Jackson, JC Horn, Shaq Griffin, CJ Henderson. Jeremy Chin. I mean, they have guys. They, they don't have... If you look at their roster, and then you look at a roster like the Commanders right now, um, yes, the Commanders are going to be able to add a number two pick to it, um, which is what the real sticking point is. But if you're the Panthers, you're still going to have an opportunity to add a good player at 33. Um, and you're going to have... Hopefully, you can restructure a little bit and get yourself a little bit of cap room. Um, the Panthers are a team... The right guy takes that job. I know I rated it low, but you could say that about any job. If the right guy takes any job, um, they can turn it around relatively quick, but it needs to be the right fit for the organization. It also needs to be the right fit for the coach.
0: And that's an awful division.
1: And it's an awful division.
0: So, but um, we're going to keep going with the uh, coaching news. And this is the one that really shocked me. It turns out my Wolverines. Retired Nick Saban. I actually had to look to see if that was fake or not when that news came out because uh, that came out of nowhere. Um, everybody was saying Dan Lanning, the Oregon coach, was going to be the favorite. He came out today and said he is staying at Oregon. Did so, you watch that video? I did. That was actually oh, really yeah. not. That was really but, cool.
1: Yeah, and it's inter- it's crazy that they made that so quickly, huh?
0: Yeah, I think it. I think I saw they actually used it for recruiting like a year or two ago, so they just recycled it. Um, um, I heard that, but. Uh, really, a couple questions for you, Jordan. One, what was your reaction when you saw the news? Two, who do you think's taking the job now? And three, is this a good job? Because in my mind, this is going to be the toughest job for anybody following Nick Saban. And with the NIL, the transfer portal, with SEC getting expanding and getting some really good coaches, Kirby Smart, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, if he stays there, Lane Kiffin, what he's doing to Ole Miss, if he stays there, Uh, Mike Elko now, Uh, I like what Eli Drakewitz is doing at Missouri. It's not what, the SEC was always good, but it's not what it once was where Bama can just out-talent people. And I think we saw it because according to 24-7 sports composite rankings, in terms of strictly prospect star rankings, this was the second most talented Bama team they've had since 2010 in terms of star rate ratings and they only lost uh two games this season but it didn't look good and tommy reese didn't impress me as the offensive coordinator now you're going to get a new person coming in and it just feels like it's just it's it's just adding up for disaster to me
1: i don't know if it's adding up for disaster um i'm going to take it a little bit backwards uh kind of from the way you asked it um I think it's a good job. (laughs) I think that there are going to be a lot of coaches um, that if you ask them if they want to be the head coach at Alabama, um, I think even Dan Lanning will tell you that he wants to. Um, I I think the problem with this is that it's already almost mid-January and uh, most of the uh, portal is closed and most of the guys have decided where they're going. Um, I think it's going to be tough for a coach to bring in his guys in year one. I mean, you look at some of those names that they're looking at. A guy like Sark is going to have his best Texas team next year with Quinn Ewers coming back. I mean, I don't know if Sark is at the point in his life right now, um, where he wants to leave Texas. You look that's at Dan Lanning.
0: Alcohol issues.
1: and it's not just simply that. It's I mean, he's finally when when you're somebody that's gone through, um, battles like like he's gone through with his alcohol and with his depression. And all the different stuff. I think once you finally find your home and where you're at, um, it's tough to get pulled away from that. And I think Texas can match whatever Alabama's going to give him. Yep. Um. So I, I definitely think he, Sark stays in Texas. Um. Dan Landing's in a great spot in Oregon right now. Um. Do they pull Kalen DeBoer? Is that is that a guy? Could he leave Washington for Alabama? But now you're talking about a guy who's from South Dakota who most of his uh, work has been on the West Coast, coming all the way out to Alabama. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense.
0: I know Joe Clad um, said he'd be shocked if is not the coach, but like aside from, what, two years in Indiana, it's all been, like you said, out West.
1: Yeah, So, but is Alabama a job where you really need to get a guy who understands the program? Could a guy like James Franklin, who I think would be a disaster at
0: Alabama uh, – I would love to see Um, it just because that'd be so funny.
1: Yeah. I I just, when you look at the names, there aren't a lot of names that, that really make sense. Um, The, the name that's that really, I keep going back to is Dabo. Um, Dabo played at Alabama. Dabo worked for Alabama for eight, nine seasons. Um, Dabo has said in the past uh, that working, being the successor for Nick Saban um, I, I know he said that that would be something that appeals to him. um, And I just think it makes a ton of sense. I think he has stalled out at Clemson. And I think that that is a job um, that he can get. Uh, and yeah, he'd have to probably change his policy a little bit on NIL. Um, but yeah, the but transfer that's portal up, and the transfer portal, but I, I think that that's, That's something that really makes sense is Dabo uh, leaving the ACC and going to Alabama. The couple other names that we saw, Lane Kiffin to me doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, Mike Norvell makes sense, but I think like you've said a couple times, he'd get eaten alive his first couple years at Alabama. And I don't know if a coach is going to get a couple years. I I think he's going to be expected to come in and win right away and keep success right away. Um, Do they look at a former – Offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, um, or Brian Dayball, or a guy like that who has NFL head coaching experience and has been at Alabama, or does does Alabama sell their soul and go get Urban Meyer? So it, it's there are a bunch of options they can go. I think they go the NFL route, um, whether it's a Bill O'Brien, whether it's a Brian Dayball. Um, or I think ultimately the guy that makes the most sense is Dabo Swinney.
0: Yeah, I keep going back to Dabo. Uh, DeBoer, I think, would be a good coach, but he relies so much on seniors, super seniors, grad transfers, um, because I believe Washington was one of, if not the oldest teams in uh, the Power Five, so I don't think he'll be able to rely on that as much at Bama, so that may be an adjustment. Um, The only name I hear with the NFL and it's not happening is D'Amico Rines. Yeah, but he's not leaving. Yeah, he's not leaving after that. Uh, so I go back to Dabo. Uh, last I saw, I think the favorite was Norvell. But like you said, I think from what I've seen, a lot of how he handled Florida State being left out of the championship or the power, the final four has put a lot of people off, and that's something you can't do at, at uh, Alabama.
1: But, but I, so well first of all, first of all, at Alabama he's not going to have to worry about getting left out of the playoff. That's first of all. Second of all, every single person associated with Florida State University handled not getting into the college football playoff poorly. Yeah. The players, the coaches, the fans, the the university themselves, everybody. So I don't fault Mike Norvell because there is not a, a way he could have handled that that I think would have rubbed people the right way. Um, I tweeted out through the list Twitter, um, and I stand by it, and I haven't been on to talk about it, so I'm glad it's coming up now. Um, I, I thought the university, that Florida State University should have been ashamed of how they handled um, the situation with the game um, and going into that game against Georgia. Um, and and you, you look at in 2017 when UCF didn't make the, the college football playoff. They had an opportunity to go against Auburn, who was seen as a top team all year, who beat Alabama that season, who Alabama went on to win the national championship. UCF's claim is that we beat the team that was the only team that beat the champion, and we didn't lose. So UCF didn't get in. They went, they beat Auburn, they played well, and they won the game. You say that you should be in the national title picture. You say you should be in the final four. And then you go lose by 60. And none of your players even play. Um, I think Florida State should be ashamed of themselves. And I think Florida State is going to have some karma come back to them. um, And I think they're going to be a team that underperforms next season.
0: I'd agree with that. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Mike Norvell, if he's offered a job, takes it. Because just based off everything, it seems like... For
1: sure he should
0: yeah right sure he sure you see Florida State themselves are trying to get out of the a c c as quickly as possible. I think if the coach gets a chance he's gonna he's gonna jump at the opportunity
1: so if the team wants to leave the conference and the players want to leave the conference and everybody, then why does the coach why is the coach the one uh that's getting flack i I think that people need to back off mike norvell uh, i think he's a great coach um I don't know if he's going to be a good fit at. If, if he gets a job at Bama. Um, but again, I, I think that job goes to Davos Swinney.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. And it will be interesting. Um, but yeah, just people who, as a Dolphin fan, I've hated most of my life. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are no longer uh, at teams I hate, which is...
1: I, I will, I do want to close um, the kind of Nick Saban talk by saying, and it, it was kind of the, the last part, really the first thing you alluded to, um, as a Dolphin fan, I don't know if I'm going to be the first to say it, um, but I want to come out and publicly say um, that I actually respect the hell out of Nick Saban. I do. Um, I just Nick don't like Saban, Alabama. I don't. I I don't like Alabama a lot more than I don't like Nick Saban. Yeah. Um, Nick Saban uh, came to the Dolphins. We were two and seven through nine games. He won out. I believe we went. We finished nine and seven that season, if I remember the season correctly. You did. And then. It's on record that Nick Saban met with Wayne Huizenga, who they had a very, very good relationship. And Nick Saban explained to to Huizenga that he really didn't enjoy coaching in the NFL the way he thought he was going to. Yeah, That he was a college football coach, a college football coach first, and he wanted to go back and work with kids. And they had an agreement. So whatever the media speculation is, whatever the fan speculation is, um, Nick Saban had that conversation with Wayne Heinzenga, um, and Nick Saban made the decision that was best for his happiness and for his mental health. Um, and I think that as humans, um, we need to understand that we, even if it was just for a season that we had the opportunity to have the best college football coach of all time, coach our NFL team for a season. Um, and
0: I, I well, we think that we, years. we just got everything well, wrong. In the Second year.
1: Yeah, but he uh, he he made the decision to go back, and we should just simply be um, honored that he was here.
0: Yeah, my my, I, I hated him as a kid, but as I've grown up, I've not hated him as much. The thought process I go is, what if he, what if he would have went with Drew Brees, which he wanted to do, but our our uh, medical team, which uh, funny enough, is getting a lot of flack this year for different reasons, didn't clear Drew Brees. What if we? had a better draft pick than jason allen in the first round and then when saban left what if we would have hired the coach that everybody said had the best interview which was minnesota vikings defensive coordinator mike tomlin over hiring cam cameron because wayne huizenga thought we needed an offensive coach because dom capers had such a great defense the year before so i don't hate saban it's just i feel like we made so many bad decisions around the time he was there
1: yeah, I feel like every single decision we made throughout that time period, you could look at and say, if we would have just picked the other door instead of the one we picked, uh, how would things look? But how I like to look at it is, we're the Miami Dolphins. So to this point, um, because we're the Miami Dolphins, we would have found a way to fuck it up.
0: We would have, but we'll get better. And as much as the last couple of weeks have sucked, said it is time for us to preview our game against Kansas City said this is going to be ridiculously cold cold weather i do not think jordan is making the trip for this are you
1: um so i actually ironically was looking at tickets and flights and stuff um but as you alluded to um i actually when i came back um into town from vacation um tested positive for covid for the first time um which is why i have been uh, locked inside. I am on day four of my five day quarantine. Um, and I feel like uh, I would get some flack from work, from family, from my loving girlfriend, and from everybody in my life if I, hours after getting out of my COVID quarantine, decide to fly to the second coldest or third coldest football game of all time to sit outside in the freezing cold and watch a football game.
0: Now, that doesn't even sound like fun, though like just sitting in that, like
1: I, I would do it. If I, if I wasn't sick, I would do it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sick in the head, which is why I'll do it um, I, to me. Yeah. It's freezing cold, um, but it's the experience. It's the experience of saying I got to go to one of the coldest games of all time and watch my team and root my team on and watch my team against Patrick Mahomes, against the reigning champions to his first playoff game. Um, yeah, it's going to suck for a few hours, um, but I, everybody that has the opportunity to go, uh, if you have the means to get there, um, and you can get there safely, um, I highly suggest every dolphin fan out there, go, go to the game.
0: Well said, but, uh, for the first time, relatively speaking all season, we're going to be semi healthy on offense. Well, everybody who's available will be healthy. Waddle will be back. Most of it will be back. Defense is a different issue. I said the other day, and I'll say it again for you, we're basically running out the uh, all-pro edge rushers from 2016 and
1: 2017. <laughs> I started looking back and seeing when a lot of those guys were drafted and all that. It's a, it's a crazy list of guys that we're going to be putting out there this weekend. I have a question for you, though, before we get into... Ben, Gington. ben Gington. And... Now we got
0: to put that Um, to rest. Poor guy, I feel bad for him. Yeah,
1: no, I still think we should be playing it periodically when we talk to him. But um, yeah, shout out to Van Ginkle though. I I saw, um, I actually saw it because I believe it's his girlfriend. Um, It might be his wife. It might be his wife. It's his wife. Um, It's his wife. Okay, I didn't want to get that wrong. Um, It's his wife. Um, She retweeted something that he was actually either the eighth or ninth. Um, highest-rated edge rusher um, in the NFL this season. Uh, For a guy that we talked about early in the year um, and before the season in our preview show, I remember talking about how much both of us love Andrew Van Ginkle, Um, and we both felt that he was kind of the reason we were skeptical of the Bradley-Chubb trade back then. Um, But shout-out to Van Ginkle. But the question I wanted to ask you, Brett, um, before we got sidetracked by our wonderful producer, Zach, uh, who I missed very much. Um, the, the question I want to ask you is if you could have one guy back that's hurt, so you look at all the guys we have hurt, if you could bring one guy back, who would it be and why?
0: Um, it would be Jalen Phillips because he would be lining up against Jawan Taylor. And I would take that matchup 10 times out of 10.
1: So to me, ironically, um, I don't think it's a defensive guy. You said the offense is pretty healthy, um, but I would bring back Connor Williams. That would um, be my I think our, choice. I think our offense has just been so much different since uh, Connor Williams left um, and got hurt. That that I would love the opportunity to bring back Connor Williams.
0: Yeah, I do agree with that too. And people keep talking about, complaining about us doing the outside doing so many outside zone runs, going to the outside, which in fairness have been working. Most times we still do have a couple. We do have a couple um, negative runs and some fairly big losses. But unfortunately we saw, especially with Robert Hunt out most of that time, when you have a interior line of Eichenberg, Lester Cotton, and Robert Jones, you're not running up the middle, unfortunately.
1: No, and I think people were making fun of that pitch play a little bit. Um that we were running uh, against I the Bills. It it, I hate how it looks too, but it was it was working for the most part, and you had to do it um because you can't run up the middle right now so and Mostert and h n aren't really run up the middle guys um those are guys you should be getting on stretch and should be getting on outside zones um and and off tackle type plays and letting them create out there, yep.
0: no. Like I said, I do think we match up well with Kansas City. I think we showed we matched up with Kansas City well in Germany. I think we're in a lot of ways, and I know McDaniel said this today, are in a better situation offensively. Um, couple things I do want to mention and stuff that we've talked about this year. Outside, outside of Tyreek and Waddle, our wide receivers have been very disappointing. Like Cedric Wilson had a couple moments, but he. Doesn't do it consistently. He doesn't create separation. Braxton Barrios has not been a safety valve I was expecting. And while Durham smith has been okay the last couple of weeks in the receiving game and him and uh, Julian Hill have been good blocking, do you want to know how many touchdowns our tight ends have this year?
1: Uh, zero, right?
0: Zero. So we have nothing there. Now, healthy, like everybody healthy, I think the offense can hang with anybody. I think they've shown that. I don't even think it matters about the cold. But I think you're seeing now, especially with Waddle and Hill banged up, we're seeing um, we're seeing some of the roster issues on offense appear, which could hold us back a bit. I'm not as worried. Kansas City has a tough defense. Um, I'm not as worried about their offense. Weird to say that with Patrick Mahomes, but they don't have great receivers. Rashid, I believe his name is Rice from SMU. The rookie has been okay. Uh, Travis Kelsey's not healthy. He's uh, clearly dealing with not just injuries, but his newfound fame outside of the football world, and that's clearly distracting them. I do have issues because, like, like I said, we're three of our top four pass rushers, and arguably our three top pass rushers, because I don't think the team trusts Agba at all right now, are guys who weren't on the team starting in December. Two of them are not even on the team last week. So that's going to be an issue. It is crazy. That just tells you how bad the injuries have been. Um, I think it's going to be a close game because for everybody talking about how bad the Dolphins have been against playoff teams. Kansas City's one win was against us, and we arguably should have won that first game. So I think the matchup's going to be fine. The cold... The cold's an issue, but I think that's going to be an issue for everybody because Kansas City's not really built to be a physical team either. I think we're actually built to be more physical than them. It's whether our coaching staff will stay with the running game, which at times has been an issue. But I compared this on our Discord earlier this week. Mike McDaniel, in a lot of ways, has young Andy Reid in him, where he's a great play designer, but sometimes he falls too much in love with the pass rather than sticking what's working with the run. And it's coming back again. Uh, with Andy Reid now where Kansas City fans are begging him to run more with uh, Pacheco. Brett Coleman just had a video come out that's very good on that. So I think a lot of that is learning and just maturing which I hate to say this late in the season but that's the truth. And I think with Tua we also as great as Tua has been we got to get away from those single those pre-snap reads because some of his worst interceptions have come from seeing something pre-snap and then not getting what we want or people like Claypool like Wilson not running great routes and a combo of all of them. So we do have to evolve a little bit. I am going to pick the dolphins to win. I think it is actually going to be a low scoring game. I'm going to pick us to win 20 to 17, just because I think we are built in theory built better for this, these type of conditions than the chiefs ironically are.
1: Uh, I'm going to pick the dolphins to win 28 to 22. Um, I think both Achan and Mostert have big games. Uh, For that matter, I think Pacheco has a very big game too. Um, I think that uh, you just alluded to one of the reasons why we're going to win, which is uh, I don't think that McDaniel is going to be able to go away from the run. Um, I think because of the way the game's going to set up, he's going to have to run the ball. Um, which is going to work to our advantage. Um, And I think we're going to come in with a motivation um, after uh, what was a horrible loss and then a horrible collapse at the end of a game. Um, I I think we're going to come in with a different mindset. um, And and I hope that we come in with a different mindset and are able to come away with a win. Um, And I think that out of all of the top playoff teams, Uh, across the NFL, I think Kansas City is probably the team that we match up the best against. Um, And I think that as much as last week hurt, um, we're actually in a very, very good spot going into Saturday's game.
0: I agree. And just a question going into this game, like how much of a percentage or would you agree with this? I would say with where we ended up, I would put 50% of it on the team needing to mature. Both the coaching staff and the t- and some of the players thirty thirty percent on injuries, and then twenty percent on just not having the depth that we would need for the other for some of the positions or the players for some of the schemes we want to run offensive and defensively, yeah, yeah, so you think that's about right, or would you put more on the injuries more?
1: I'd put a little more on the injuries. Um, just simply because uh, those really, really derailed our season. Um, and they were such key guys at such key times going into key games. And then you even had the little injuries, like the A-chan injury along the way, um, that you would have liked to see how the, the first Chiefs game would have been or the Eagles game would have been. If we would have had a guy like A-chan. Um, so I'll give injuries the the largest portion um, of it.
0: Fair enough. And like I said, I think... No matter what the outcome, I think it's been a good season. Disappointing end, but I think it's been a good season. I mean, how many times in the last 20 years? So our adult lives, can we say we've been able to see the Dolphins make the playoffs from back-to-back years?
1: Not many. Um, to me, the disappointment comes more from uh, how it happened and, yeah. and the fact that we've, we've limped into the playoffs both times. No different than limping into the playoffs with Matt Moore. Um, no different than limping into the playoffs the time before, like Skyler, Matt Moore. It's, it's, and then this year it's, we have the quarterback and we don't have the rest of the roster. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's always a, a catch 22. Um, but I think I said it was to you yesterday. Um. I would rather, if, if you told me that option A is we have a healthy roster with Skyler Thompson or B, a banged-up roster with Tua going into this game, I'll take Tua.
0: Yep. For any criticisms there are of Tua, he gives us by far the highest ceiling. Again, we can all agree there's stuff he needs to work on, but I don't think any of it is stuff that's like, this is going to cost us. Just in my opinion. It's just more, we got to build on stuff.
1: We definitely have to build.
0: Yep. Which is fine. I, in a lot of ways, I know Tua is in his fourth year going into his fifth year. I think it's easy to forget just how much of a disaster the offenses were his first two years and schemes. So those are kind of two lost years there, unfortunately.
1: I will say, though, so last year, going into this year, it was can Tua stay healthy? Now yes. we know he can stay healthy. Yep. Now, now, it's next year, there is going to be a lot of pressure on Tua to yes. – play at a very high level throughout the whole season I think we I think we extend him this off season um so I don't think there's as much pressure on him from a purely financial standpoint um but I think that there's definitely pressure on him uh to be that guy next year um that he wasn't at the end of the buffalo game that he wasn't in the Baltimore game and that he wasn't at the end of a couple games already this the Titans, season.
0: The Titans game. Some, I do think just getting a reliable third option, whether it's an actual number one tight end, Sanders from Texas Cough, or a reliable third wide receiver, just getting one more weapon in the pass game alleviates that.
1: Oh, I, I think, first of all, you have to get a tight end. Yes. It is a, it is a crime if we don't add a good tight end this offseason.
0: And there are it some is, good ones in this draft that people don't talk about.
1: That is – and we've talked about him, Jatavian Sanders um, and Cade Stover, who I know were both very high on those two guys um, because everybody just simply looks at Brock Bowers, who we're not getting. So yeah, uh, it's, not
0: worth, it's not even worth talking about him, unfortunately.
1: But if you add a guy like that and then you add a, another veteran number three receiver – Somebody that can get a little separation because, look, Tyreek and waddle they're elite, but there are going to be plays throughout the game and games throughout the season where they're not going to be able to give you 100% because of the way they play. Yes. However, you need guys that can come in, not just come in with them, but guys that can come in when they're off the field and play at a high level, and that we don't have right now.
0: It is funny to say that we missed Trent Sherfield because he did that last year.
1: yeah, I don't want to talk weird. about Sherfield because I don't want to talk about that play um because I have some very strong feelings about that play,
0: And, and that makes Eli, have think Apple, about Eli Apple
1: and Eli Apple and what genitalia Eli Apple likely has
0: Fair enough, and you are not the first person to question that. Um, real quick, let's just do kind of rapid fire on the rest of the games this weekend um. I hate to say it, but I don't really think anybody really cares too much about them. But, well, because we've picked all season, let's pick some. Uh, Browns, Texans, I think Cleveland's going to win. Very impressed with what D'Amico Ryans did. The uh, rule of thumb, though, is usually in playoff games like this, you go with the veterans, and the Browns have been here before, and they have a great defense. So I think the Browns will beat the Texans because I just think the Texans are too young. So this is going to be a learning experience for them.
1: Um, I think that the Texans, if this game was in Cleveland, I would pick Cleveland. I think a lot of people are picking the Browns to win for the same reason you said. Um, But I think some people were picking the Colts last week for the same reason you said. Um, I'm going to pick the Texans to win this game. Um, I don't think the Texans are able to get through Buffalo. um, But I think that they're able to get through Cleveland. Um, I think Joe Flacco's had a great, great, great run. Uh, It's been fun seeing him back. but. Uh, I think that the Texans end up winning this game. Yep.
0: The Steelers versus the bills. I think under normal circumstances, the bills are going to kill it would kill the Steelers, especially because TJ. White is out. I am still going to pick the bills, but if we're complaining about our weather forecast, have you seen the weather forecast for Orchard Park?
1: Yeah,. Uh, that is not fun. Um, I do think that the bills are going to win the game, but I think it's going to be close. I do um it. I think the game I think the game last week. Uh, against Baltimore, even though Lamar wasn't playing, um, because it was in the rain, um, I, I think the Steelers are going to be prepped for that. If there's a, if there are teams in the league, and and take, I mean, you never want to see the Raiders or the Ravens right now. You never want to see the Forty ers right now. Um, but if if you take a team that you don't want to see in a bad weather game, um, the, uh the Steelers are probably one of those teams. So it's going to be close. But I think the uh, Bills win the game.
0: Yep, I agree. It's just, it's the same thing with the Bills. They have shown they are able to run the ball. They just decide not to. So if the weather is what it's supposed to be, or they're calling for, and they decide not to run, the Steelers could do the upset because the Steelers are going to run it.
1: Uh, and I think the Bills are going to run it. And what I think, which will be my prediction of that game, not that anybody asked, I think Josh Allen will be the leading rusher for the Bills.
0: Yep, no, I agree with that. Um, now, onto the next game: Packers, Cowboys. I'll go with the pa- with the Packers here. The Cowboys have looked better, uh, but I just don't. I don't trust Dak in the playoffs. I don't trust Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. I feel it's funny because the Packers are a very young team too so I'm kind of going against what I said before, but I feel like the Packers are playing their best football at the right time. And I think they're going to capitalize on that uh, and upset the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Um, I, I think that the Cowboys, I don't see them making the Super Bowl, um, but I don't see them losing here to the Packers. Um, I think Mike McCarthy loses his job. If he loses this game um, yeah. and, and, Frankly, um, I don't see the Packers being able to be the team um, that upsets them. But I will definitely um, in the next two weeks. So, like, if, if the Cowboys win, uh, if they play the Lions, let's say, I can, I think the Lions will beat them in that revenge game. Um, but I think that if they um, get by and get a team like the Bucks or the Eagles, I could see them winning um, but I don't see the Cowboys being able to get past the Forty ers either way. I don't think that game will be relatively close. No. So do, I think the Cowboys win. I think the Cowboys win. Um, but I think the Packers could give them if they don't come out playing playoff football. Um, I, I think the Packers are a mature enough team uh, that could do to the Cowboys a lot like what they did to the Lions. Um, on Christmas on a uh, Thanksgiving day.
0: Yep. Speaking of Lions, next game we have on the lineup is Detroit hosting the LA Rams. I'm going to go with the lions. It feels like it sucks that Samuel Porter is going to be out. He's been a big part of their offense, but Jameer Gibbs has finished the season strong after a bit of a slow start beginning him and HN, I believe finished tied for most rushing touchdowns by a rookie and the lions are built for the playoffs. Their defense is a little, little shaky at times. Um, I know Stafford is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league when healthy, uh, still one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion, too. And they do have an explosive offense with Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup, as well as uh, Higby, the tight end. But I just feel the defense is a little, little still too young in the back end. Detroit's a little too explosive. Uh, ben Johnson is going to be probably call the game of his life since he is auditioning and interviewing for so many jobs. So I will take the Lions to get their first playoff win in, what, 30 years? Over 30 years?
1: It's very, very damn close to that. Um, It's really crazy when you look at, uh, because obviously the NFL doesn't send out a script for the season. um, So there's no way they can plan for what these games are going to look like. Um, But it's an NFL uh, scheduler's dream to have the Lions making the playoffs, playing against the best quarterback in their franchise history you have Mike McCarthy going up against the Packers. You have Tyree kill going up against the dolphins. Um, you have the, the Browns and Texans in that early Saturday window where they belong. Um, it's really, um, then you get Monday night football, um, which is the Eagles a little decimated who match up well, um, in a game against the bucks. Um, so it really is a great slate of football games. All of them will be interesting. Um, For some reason, this game smells trap to me. This smells Matthew Stafford having a Matthew Stafford game. Um, I'm going to go with the Rams.
0: So the Lions are going to lie in it.
1: The Lions are going to lie in it.
0: And finally, as you mentioned, we have the Eagles versus the Buccaneers. Uh, This is tough for me because I don't think... The buccaneers are really that good, despite Baker Mayfield having a great season. I would still vote him uh no disrespect for Tua. I would have him as one of the top two um comeback player of the year uh, award winners No, um, well, I probably put two in there too, but we know Demar Hamlin's getting it unfortunate uh fortunately because he didn't die uh but unfortunately because he didn't really play
1: the. Let's Eagles, play, Brett thinks that it's fortunate that DeMar Hamlin did not die.
0: Yes, that's what I meant. Make sure
1: do. that we all clarify yes. that we're all on the same page. Well,
0: let's also yes. clarify that we cannot verify, nor can we deny it's a body double. Fair enough. Okay. From Zach. But um, I am happy alive. that DeMar Hamlin is alive. He represents my hometown of uh, in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. So I am a fan of him. But he's got to, in my opinion, he got to play to get the Comeback Player of the Year award. I agree. I am going to pick the Bucks just because while well, the Eagles are the more talented team, something has fundamentally went wrong with this team. Like, they literally just have to tush push anymore. I believe AJ Brown is might well he didn't practice today, so he he's up in the air. But they miss Shane Steichen on offense. Um, someone that I liked as a defensive hire that I thought would come to the Dolphins with Fangio, Sean Desai, got demoted. Their defense has just not lived up to what many expected, and has imploded. So it just doesn't feel right. Like, and I think Sirianni is kind of a dick as a head coach. I think he's probably the most hated coach in the NFL now. Um, with Belichick technically unemployed currently. Um. For coaches like that who rely so much on bravado, it, it's this sounds weird to say, but when it works when everything's well, but as soon as things go south, it really stops working quick and things get worse. So I'm picking Tampa to win, and I would not be shocked if Sirianni gets fired afterwards.
1: Wow. Well, wouldn't first of all, wouldn't that be something? Um, I did you pick the game? Yeah, I picked the Bucks. Uh, I'm also going to pick the Bucks. Uh The report came out today um, that, uh, what is it, Hertz hasn't thrown a football all week, um, which means that there's not much great game planning going on, um, which is very worrisome for me uh, if I'm the Eagles. Um, I think that the uh, Bucs are in a prime position at home um, to win this game in an upset. Um, and I think that'll be uh the upset of the week will be Baker Mayfield uh making it to the second round of the playoffs and really could get people to start talking about him um as a serious candidate for that comeback player of the year uh award. Um on the Damar Hamlin thing, obviously, glad he's okay. Um, but I think that's the type of guy that they should have given like a man of the year award to. Yeah. Um, rather than a um comeback player of the year because like you said uh, he hasn't really played.
0: Yeah. Yep. So those are our picks. Will be interesting. Uh normally this is where we put someone on the list. Uh Jordan and I agreed especially after such a heartbreaking loss, bit of a collapse. We're not going to put people on the list this week. But Jordan, I don't know about you, but I am going to keep encouraging people to just enjoy this weekend cuz We have not been a playoff team most of our adult, like I said, most of our adult lives, and for some of the big part of the fan base, that's their whole lives. So, don't take it for granted. And the fact that we are in the playoffs, and it's single elimination, this isn't like any other sport where there's a series, best of three, best of four. This is single elimination. So, just enjoy this weekend.
1: Yeah, I I think if this was a game that we were going into against the Chiefs, a regular game, uh, I think we'd be very excited for it. Uh, So I think we should be more excited for it that we're going into a playoff game against the Chiefs. The end of the season was disheartening, but this is no longer the end of the season. Um, This is the NFL playoffs. Anything can happen, Um, and it is a a game to see um, who's the last team standing, and and I hope that's us. Um, I hope we are competitive Saturday, Um, and I think that if we come out um, and play to the best of our ability, uh, that we really do have a good shot um, because as much as we've been struggling, so is so Kansas City. Um, so I, I think that if we uh, compose ourselves, get ourselves together, um, come in with a great plan, uh, McDaniel has those boys ready to play, um, I could definitely see the Miami Dolphins winning this game. Um, and I think we should all just simply have fun enjoying that fact.
0: Yep, I agree. And before we sign off, make sure you do check out listpodcast.com. I finally have my Jayden Daniels, Joe Burrow le- uh, article up. I think it's about time we can start seriously doing deep dives into mock drafts, which I think I will do with Mr. S in the next week. I know he's a little salty. We didn't put anybody on the list, but you know, there's a time and a place for the list buddy. And there'll be more time to put people on the list for hating the team irrationally. And we'll get, we'll get more of those just time and a place this week. But Jordan, do you have anything coming out in the next week, next week or two?
1: Yeah, I, Really depends on how this week goes, um, for the Dolphins. I'm trying to wait, um, to start doing some, uh, team mock draft stuff, um, until, re- really, the season ends. Um, so once that uh, does happen, i uh, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of stuff come out this off season.
0: Yep, I agree. And on the Michigan front, if any nobody saw. The NCAA president came out and said Michigan won the national championship fair and square, so Zach can stop all this dirty cheater talk uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh-oh. Did anybody
1: ask if they cheated? So you're telling me this guy just came out on his own whim and said, FYI, everybody in Michigan didn't cheat?
0: I think he was asked, but he said they showed that, they sh- showed that we won at fair and square. He said, we're yeah. innocent. You know what that means? That means I didn't show up for court that day. Yeah.
1: Mm, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, well. That's as far as I'm concerned, we're innocent and we're the national champs. So I can talk trash for 365 days as far as I'm concerned. But it is time for us to end. It is time for the week. It is time for Jordan to get some rest. He was a trooper. He played injured. He's just like a Miami Dolphin player because he's injured. And that happened all year for us. Shout out to Zach for being a great producer every week. For filling in in the last two weeks while Jordan was out. Shout out to Mr. S for being a good sport with all the 0-6 talk from when he started his picks. He did have a great comeback. And then, end it, like I said, just enjoy the weekend. This will be fun. For Zach, for Jordan, I'm Brett. This is The List, and remember, we are watching Zach Hit That Music. <laughs> Brett, pull that bitch-ass Charmander out. I don't use Charmander. Pussy.
1: Brett throws Charmander.
0: (laughs) Um, So the other day when I saved the He's Got Hill. uh, Yeah. That button was supposed to say that and it didn't. So now I have have a Pokemon solo. Fair enough.